We're reading this morning from Acts chapter 2, verses 42 to 47, from the New International Version. And the section is headed, The Fellowship of the Believers. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They brought bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their numbers daily those who were being saved. Thank you, Roy. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for your word and we thank you that your word still speaks to us today. It still impacts our lives and still has an effect upon us. And we pray this morning that as we look into your word, that you would draw us together in unity in your spirit that you would speak to all of us and that you would fill us all once again with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, well we've been, uh, over the last few uh, Sunday mornings, we've been doing uh, Acts chapter 2, thinking about the day of Pentecost. And uh, we started off uh, saying that on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit is the promise of God for us. That the Holy Spirit is the presence of God with us and that the Holy Spirit is the power of God in us. And then uh, we looked at, uh, still on the day of Pentecost, we looked at Peter's powerful Pentecost preach. This was a couple of weeks ago and uh, you won't have forgotten all the P's because we said that uh, Peter's powerful Pentecost preach proclaims precisely, we said that Peter's powerful Pentecost preach points personally to Jesus. We said that Peter's powerful Pentecost preach pleads passionately. And we said that Peter's powerful Pentecost preach persuades people. You try saying that. And we're still on the day of Pentecost. We're still on the day of Pentecost. And it's important to uh, remember that because... uh, What happens next might not seem quite as exciting as when, you know, those tongues uh, of flame fell on people and people started speaking in in, in tongues and there was a great uproar and they went out into the city and all sorts of exciting things happened. And it might not seem quite as exciting as all those uh, peas that Peter preached and the the 3,000 people that that came to faith and wanted to be baptised that day. But it's important to uh, remember... Uh, that this snapshot of communal life in uh, Acts 2, 42 to 47 does not occur separately from the Spirit's prophetic work. It doesn't occur separately. It isn't that there's all this exciting stuff was happening and then let's get down to the more main, main, m- m- mundane stuff. Uh, this was still happening uh, in the time of Pentecost and was part of the Holy Spirit's uh, powerful work amongst the disciples. So, the day of Pentecost. Um, 
And one of the things I want to say is that we are better together. We're better together. But a better way of saying that, a better way of saying that, I went to, uh, uh, I guess you'd call it a pop concert last night. Uh, I've not been to a concert for, a, well I have been to another concert, I went to a Cliff Richard concert, uh, but that was kind of a bit more kind of sedate and, and, and quiet. This, aren't they allowed? Has anyone been to a concert recently? Aren't they allowed? Uh, when I got home, I felt like I couldn't hear anything. My ears, perhaps I'm just getting old, perhaps I'm just getting old. Uh, I did feel a bit old because I was probably one. When I went to the Cliff Richard concert, I felt quite young because I was one of the youngest people there by a long way. Uh, I went to a Coldplay concert and I did feel quite old. I looked around and there was lots of uh, younger people dancing and uh, and singing and jiving about and I did feel a bit old. But but thinking of, uh, of music, another way we could say it was all together now. All together now. Oh, do you know this one? All together now. Now, just, just go with me on this. I'd like you to be all together now. Okay, should we just try this? All together now. 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 Yeah. So that's what I'm basically saying today is that we are all together now. And we're all together now in learning. We're all together now in learning. Luke writing says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. They devoted themselves. Devoted. Uh, quite a strong word. Not a word that we, we hear, a bit of a, an old-fashioned phrase. When, when I hear devoted, I, I think of another song... Uh, hopelessly devoted to you. Do you know that one? I'm not going to ask you to sing that one. Who sang it? Who was it? It was uh, Olivia Newton-John. Whatever happened to her, I don't know. But hopelessly devoted. Devoted, it's a strong word, isn't it, devoted? It, it, It means that you're really serious about something, doesn't it? It means that you are maybe even passionate about something. They devoted themselves to the uh, apostles' teaching. Now, sometimes when when people talk about oh, the Holy Spirit comes, it's almost like we don't need we we, we don't need to, to 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 bother with anything else because we've got the Holy Spirit and He'll guide us and He'll teach us, and therefore we don't really need to study what the Bible says or take it too seriously because we just need to receive the Spirit. And the interesting thing is, straight away on the day of Pentecost, when the when the disciples have, have been filled with the Spirit, they've done awesome. Uh, Speaking in different languages and then Peter's preach, preach this amazing, amazing sermon and 3,000 people have come to faith. We read that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. They were, there was a hunger within them to learn more about God. The Holy Spirit gave them a hunger for learning. And, uh, I don't know about you, but I was talking to uh, another minister friend of mine, Glenn. They're doing the, uh, they're doing the 40 days of purpose. And uh, and Glenn asked me to go along and, and do a couple for him, and I have done. And I found a, a similar uh, theme occurring in that, you know, I said, how are you doing with your daily readings? And a, a few embarrassed people, oh, we're getting a little bit behind. Uh, you know, and it's interesting, isn't it? We we, we, we don't tend to, to read very much, and, and we find it difficult, don't we? And, uh, you know, we've got the internet now, so why bother reading a, reading a book? But... The apostles, the early disciples, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. 
They thought it was important to carry on learning. And it's important uh, that we continue to learn, we continue to grow, and we continue to develop. I know more now than I did ten years ago. I'm wiser. You know that, don't you? <laughs> I'm joking, I'm kidding. But you know what I mean, don't you? Uh, we, we should know more than we did when we first started on this amazing journey of faith. We should know more. We should know more about God. We should know more about Jesus. We should know more about this book, the Bible. We should know more. And we should want to know more. The Holy Spirit will give us a hunger. So they devote themselves to the apostles' teaching. I know that feeling. (laughs) You think you've got an amazing message that's going to change people's lives. But the important thing is, uh, we don't just rely on the person at the front to tell us. Because the whole point of, of this thing is, is that we are all, all together now in learning. And it's something that we do together. That's why we encourage people to be part of, of, of Bible study groups. We encourage people to come along to Cafe Church and, and kind of deliberate and, 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 and analyse what the Bible says. We encourage joint learning. And even on a Sunday, sometimes we want some we want feedback. We're in this together. Just because one person's sort of front, we don't rely. And we don't expect that person to be right all the time. Uh, we expect people who were talking about this in Cafe Church a, a couple of weeks ago that it's important to test what's being said to recognise whether what's being said is correct because sometimes, believe it or not folks, I'll get it wrong. I know it's hard to imagine, you look at me and you think this guy never gets it wrong, but it's true. Sometimes I'll get it wrong. So they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship. And to the fellowship. They were devoted not only to what the Bible says, but they were devoted to one another. And Paul has this thing later on when he talks about all these one one another's, you know, loving one another, caring for one another, encouraging one another, and all the one another's because they were part of the family of God. So they were devoted not just to the teaching, to the fellowship, and to the breaking of bread. In other words, they gathered together on a regular basis to worship together and to break bread together. That was an important part of what they were doing, and it's what we're going to be doing later on in this service, breaking bread together, and to prayer. Four things that that the early disciples were hopelessly devoted to. They were devoted to all these things. And the challenge for us is, is do we have a kind of pick and mix attitude? Well, I, I quite like coming on a Sunday morning and, and, and taking part in, in the worship, but I'm not so sure about this kind of Bible study thing. That's for, that's for the really clever people. Or, or I don't know about praying. I'm not really, I, I, I don't know how to pray. So I'll leave that to the kind of more spiritual people over in this corner. And uh, the thing about the early church is that they were together in everything. It wasn't kind of, well, I'll, I'll tune into that bit, but not into that bit. They came together. Uh, everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. The consequence, the, the working out of, of them doing these things, was that people were in awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. As a, as a consequence of them doing these very mundane, simple things, on a kind of daily, weekly basis. That's for the consequences. They all agreed that it had indeed been one powerful prayer. I'm sure that's what we say at the end of our prayer meetings, isn't it? We we go out and we say, wow, that was powerful. And we do sometimes. We do. Because there is power in prayer. 
So we're all together now in learning. The activities named, teaching, fellowship, breaking bread and prayers, were all corporate activities, things the church did together. We're all together in this. The thing I like about uh, this sermon, I know you're not supposed to like your own sermons, but the thing I like about it is it reminds me that it's not just up to me. It's not just down to me. Uh, we're in this together. And the part that you play in the church, life of the church is just as important as the part that I play because we're in it together. Or we might say, all together now. All together now. All together now. And there it is. All together now. So we're all together in learning. We're also all together now in loving. All together now in loving. We read that all the believers were together, there's that word again, and had everything in common. Selling their possessions and goods they gave to anyone as he had a need. All the believers were together in everything they they shared what they had with one another i don't know if you've uh, seen on the news yesterday that uh, in switzerland anybody wants to go and live in switzerland in, in switzerland uh, they've, they're putting forward a proposal uh, that every single person should get um, a minimum not just a minimum wage but a minimum amount of money to live on whether you work or not How's about that? Hey, how's about that? That everybody, whether you're, you know, whether you're working in a, in a bank or whether you're on, on the dole, uh, that everybody will get at least a certain amount of money each month. Um, sounds like a pretty good idea to me. I don't know how it works out with the uh, kind of finances and, and what the, uh, the, the treasurer thinks about that. But, uh, but this idea of, of sharing what we have with one another, demonstrating the love that we have for one another in a very practical way. So we don't just pray for people, we practically care for people. So when somebody is in need, we make it our effort and responsibility to try and meet that need. That's what the disciples did. They, 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 they commonly came together and shared what they had. And they literally, you know, put in the, put in what they had and, 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 and shared it and lived uh, in an equal kind of way. So all together now in loving, loving one another. It wasn't, it wasn't just a, a kind of phrase that they used. Jesus commanded them didn't he, to love and he said that, that you will, people will recognize you because of the love that you have for each other. And, uh, you know, we live in a society that, that's all about me. It's not about anybody else. It's all about me and, and, uh, and we can demonstrate to the world what community, because community is disappearing from our, from our, from our world. Uh, people, you know, they go on the internet and they, and they don't need to uh, go to the library. They don't need to go and do things that you, know, you can even shop on. You can do everything, can't you, from your own home. And we're losing that sense of community. And we can demonstrate to the world around us what good community looks like, what taking care of one another actually looks like. And that's what the apostles did. All together now in loving. Um, Michael, you're coming on Salelli. In uh, his book, great title, Messy Spirituality, says, After 45 years of trying to follow Jesus, 
I keep losing him in the crowded business of my life. I know Jesus is there somewhere, but it's difficult to make him out in the haze of everyday life. I want desperately to know God better. I want to be consistent right now. The only consistency in my life is inconsistency. And he goes on to say, who I want to be and who I am are not very close together. I don't want to be St. John of the Cross or Billy Graham. I just want to be remembered as a person who loved God, who served others more than he served himself. And he was trying to grow in maturity and stability. I like that. Remember as a person who loved God. And that loving God has practical implications in how we treat one another and how we respond to one another. And that was the mark of the early church that people were impressed in the way that they cared for one another and the love that they had for one another. So we are all together now in loving. All together now. All together now. I like the now bit. We're all together now. We're here in this place. We are together and that's what we're supposed to be. So we're all together in learning, we're all together in loving, and then finally we're all together now in living. We're all together now in living. The early disciples, every day, they continue to meet together in the temple courts. Hey, should we do church every day? <laughs> what do you think? Should we, do, should we meet every day? Should we meet at like 7 o'clock every morning so that you can still go to work and have a time of worship? Uh, set you up for the day. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God. And again, notice, uh, they met together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God. They shared in life together. In other words, it wasn't just about what happens on a Sunday. It wasn't even just about doing those religious things. When I was at college, um, three of the students went off to do uh, a mission and uh, they asked me to do the kids bit, strangely enough. And uh, it, was, it, it was about this time of year, and it must have been the Euros, because I can remember I'd got myself a, a small set of goalposts and a football, and we had a penalty shootout in the church. And my mate, and it was his church, and he was horrified. He said, you're going to do, do a penalty shootout in the church? I'm not sure how that will go down. I said, oh, it'll be fine, don't worry. I've done this sort of thing before, don't you worry. And uh, so I did this penalty shootout. And uh, I, you, you, you could see one or two people perhaps weren't as happy as I was about it. And, uh, and, and somebody after said, what was the point of that? You know what I mean? Where's the religious significance in a penalty shootout? I said, well, it was just a bit of fun. You know, getting the kids in, involved and yeah, we, 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 we can draw some lessons from it. But this idea that if we're not doing something spiritual, if we're not doing something religious, that it doesn't count or doesn't matter. The early disciples shared in all of life together. They, they met, yes, in the temple to worship God, but they also met in the homes and they broke bread together and they offered hospitality to one another. And this was part of sharing in life together because we are all together now. But we're not just all together now in this moment. We are all together during the course of the week. We are all together when the deacons meet tomorrow night. I'm sure you'll be praying for that when Manic Monday meets, when, when boot camp meets, when the, when the coffee morning meets, when, when the keep fit group meets. We're all together in all these things. We're not just doing, we're not just, you know, doing a, a this is my thing. It's, I'm not interested in that because it's nothing to do with me. We share in life together and it can be fun. Um, you know, one of my goals in life, it may seem very simple, is just to make church fun. 
and enjoyable so that when people come in, uh, you know, perhaps at some point in the morning they'll have a smile on their face about something that happens and they'll think that was good and that was positive and maybe I'd like to come again. So they shared in life, doing life together, all together now in living. Again, uh, Michael, you come in the messy spiritual says, I have been trying to follow Christ most of my life and the best I can do is a stumbling, bumbling, clumsy kind of following. I know what that feels like, do you? I wake up most days with a humility awareness like I haven't a clue where Jesus is, even though I'm a minister, even though I think about Jesus every day, my following is a, a meandering. And I like that because, you know, even before somebody invented messy church, church was already messy, wasn't it? And uh, our following of Jesus was already messy. And there's something real and earthly about that in recognising that we don't always get it right. Sometimes we get it wrong and that's okay. One of the things I've found in, in churches is that they are frightened of getting things wrong. But sometimes that fear stops them trying things. And sometimes they carry on doing things that they, they, they shouldn't do just because they don't want to admit that it's not worked and, it, and it's got it wrong. Um, you know, uh, Edgeside Baptist Church were doing this thing called Bites on the estate. And, you know, great idea opening a cafe, but it's, it's not worked. But there was a great deliberation about whether, whether they should stop doing that or whether they should carry on. And sometimes you just have to recognise that something's not working and say, hey, we tried it. Let's try something else. Let's not say, well, we're not going to try anything again because that didn't work. Sharing in life together. Yes, sometimes it's messy. Sometimes things don't work. But we're all together now in living. We share in the triumphs, but we also share in the failures. And we encourage one another. And we pick each other up. And we say, well, at least you tried. At least you tried to do something. You know, we're doing this fun day. Uh, We've done them before in the past. It's a great opportunity uh, to share in life with the community. To do something that hopefully puts a smile on the face of the community and to tell them that God loves them and he cares for them and he's interested in their lives. But also to invite them and to share in that communal life together. And uh, I'm sure it'll be a great day. As we read at the beginning, uh, the letter of Hebrews chapter 10, it says, Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us, con- let us encourage one another. There's something special, isn't there, about meeting together, about gathering together uh, that you don't get. You can, you, we want to encourage people to read the Bible and to pray individually, but there's something about the dynamic of coming together. We learn better together, uh, we love better together, and we live better together because we're supposed to be a community of God's people. Some people say, oh, I don't need the church, it's too messy it's too many problems, there's too many rules, there's too many regulations. I don't want to be part of the church, I just want to do my own thing. Well, actually we're supposed to be. It was God's idea of the church. It was Jesus who told the disciples to wait for the Holy Spirit to come and so that they could become the church. So, all together now in living. And the consequence was, and the Lord added to their number daily, those who were being saved. Their learning, their loving and their living impacted not just themselves. It impacted the people around them. And it's an important challenge to us to say, how is our learning, how is our loving, how is our living impacting those people around us? Because we read in the Acts of the Apostles this phrase that the Lord kept adding daily those who are being saved. 
because they were together in what they were doing. The Spirit of God doesn't bring disunity. It brings people together in unity. So often in the past, you know, the Holy Spirit has been blamed unfairly, I think, on splits in churches. The Holy Spirit, when he's, when the work of the Holy Spirit, it brings people together in unity. It doesn't separate people and bring people apart. All together now in living. So, we are all together now. All together now. We're all together in learning, we're all together in loving, and we're all together in living. So let's be the church together.